Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello everybody and welcome to the Football Ramble World Cup specials in association with history. We have five of these World Cup specials of course. We started back in episode one at the 1990 World Cup when Cameroon beat world champions Argentina and we'll finish of course with a look at the time David Beckham was sent off at the World Cup in France. These five World Cup specials are brought to you by History Who in celebration of the World Cup are broadcasting 24-7 football documentaries for two weeks starting on Monday 28th of May. You can watch history on Sky Virgin BT or Talk Talk, gentlemen. This um, time, can I just, can I just say that this this music is uh, making all of us uh, aspire to be the best version of ourselves we can be. <laughs> really, and you just interrupted me when it's... I was about to give away what we were talking about. Oh, sorry. Well, maybe he feels the best version of him is better than you. <laughs> Which, yeah, Jim, uh, you know, I do. And I do. I do think. Okay, that. then. Well, what are we talking about this time, Luke? Uh, we're talking about uh, Portsmouth. <laughs> Robert Prozinecki. We're talking about Zinedine Zidane's headbutt in the 2006 final. A staggeringly surprising event. My (laughs) giddy aunt. She has to be mentioned. She does. does. (laughs) What does she think of it? She thought it was a disgrace. (laughs) Is that what made her so giddy in the first place? Quite possibly. The shock from this moment. Oh, I don't remember her being giddy before the 2006 (laughs) World Cup final. Just Marcus's aunt. Marcus's beloved aunt. Zenadine Zidane, Jim. Mm. Like Ronaldo, that we uh, would talk about, of course, in these World Cup specials, is regarded as one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. End of that oh, discussion. Not yeah, end yeah. of the podcast, because we've got <laughs> yeah. more to chat about. Right. Yeah. Um, but th- this is a man who, I suppose in, in, in this day and age, people can be very sort of stat heavy, and that's that's fine. You know, stats are important, and they they, they can uh, reveal a certain part of the picture <coughs> and so on. But How many expected Zidans were there? I don't, just, I don't think we expected <laughs> the, the, the Zidane yeah. to be this good. Expected headbutts weren't measured before. No, they weren't. Well, they weren't. Uh-huh. Well, okay, we'll come on to that in a minute. But, uh, but, but this is a man who, who doesn't boast ridiculously impressive stats, like Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, if you know what I mean, but his his place at, at football's top table will never be in question. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I think every generation has a player that's kind of renowned for being very, very cultured and aesthetically pleasing. And mm-hmm. Zidane was very much ours, wasn't he? He was the artist of that generation. Yeah, absolutely. And also, can I also say it depends what um, stats you really want to talk about, because some of the stats I'm interested in are perhaps the fact that he's won several Champions Leagues yeah. as a manager and a player. Mm-hmm. And that is something you couldn't say about Ronaldo or Messi. Admittedly, they've not gone into the managerial right. arena yet, but it, you know, it's, it's, it bears repeating that he has won the Champions mm-hmm. League, what, um, however many times, 
um, as a manager and as a player. Well, and that is the and, absolute... And, and, and drew a fantastic save out of Shea Given once. Yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, a feather in his cap. Yeah. <laughs> and he's won a World Cup and a European he championship. He makes other players look better. Yeah. Well, that's definitely true. Um, well, if I was to say... No one's got a stat cabinet at home. No. But they have got a trophy cabinet. <laughs> and his is massive. <laughs> yeah. If I said to you, which man's head has had the biggest impact in World Cup finals history, <laughs> yeah. then you would have to say... Well, he's got Dan, two goals with his head in 98. There yeah. we are. Like, I think that's the point I'm making here, you know. Um, but he was... 33 going into that tournament, mm. uh, playing for Real Madrid, uh, having lit up a previous World Cup, of course, in, in 1998, as we just said. And that that 98 World Cup final, when he scored two goals uh, for France against Brazil, that was when he, he became undeniably a household name throughout the world. I mean, of course, at that particular time in the late 90s, he was playing for Juventus. We'd seen him in the Champions League. I mean, football fans were well aware of Zidane, yeah. of course, let's not be silly. But 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 the household name of scoring, you, you, you score two goals in a World Cup final... You're there. You're in the history and, book. And as we heard in the last um, uh, episode of this series, we expected um, Ronaldo to be the story of that World Cup mm-hmm. final and actually ended up being Zinedine Zidane because of his mm-hmm. two goals and, of course, winning um, a World Cup for France on home soil. That'll do that. Your star will rise Indeed. after that. And after that, he was undoubtedly, he became the complete player. Mesmerising, I think, would be a word that you could use to he describe. He had a glide, his. didn't he? He certainly did. Have. Now, just staying on World Cup '98 for, for a brief moment, there was a moment when France were playing Saudi Arabia in the first round of that World Cup, and the French had won their first match three 0 They were three 0 up against Saudi Arabia, cruising through to the second round of the tournament. Zinedine Zidane was tackled by an opposition player. Didn't seem that much in it, and Zidane reacted by stamping on his opponent. Was given a straight red card. Mm-hmm. And it seemed such a strange thing to do, really, and very, very unnecessary. Now, he returned to the side, of course, in the quarterfinal. As, they were 2 0 up and cruising, weren't they? As well, 3 0 up and cruising against Saudi Arabia, I think it was. But they were certainly cruising into the second round of the mm. tournament. There's no doubt about that, which, of course, they did. Uh, they had to do it without him. And then against Paraguay, they played uh, without Zidane in the side. He returned against Italy uh, and was there in the semi final and in the final. And because of that, in the scoring the two headers, they were champions for the first time, France, uh, despite Zidane missing two matches through suspension that's what we remembered him for but it was a strange moment against Saudi Arabia what on earth did he do that for? It's really indicative um, because of the main event we're going to talk about obviously but because we talk a lot about um, certain players not all players but certain players at the very top they play on the edge and what we mean by that is they are aggressive, they snap into tackles, they mm-hmm. they feel like the best version of themselves on the football pitch is this ultra-aggressive um, win-at-all-cost type mentality. I've heard ex-pros say about certain players, which I won't name, so it won't be fair, to say that when they go on the pitch, they cross over the white lines of the pitch, they are personality-wise completely different mm-hmm. to what they are uh, in everyday life. And given what happened there and given what happened to, to Dan at the end of his career, you can make a reasonable suggestion that he is one of those players. Mm. And I think that I think it was so surprising, that red card and one or two others we're going to talk about before the main one, of course, is when Zidane played football, he had the same expression. He might smile when he scored, but he had the same expression. He went about it at a similar pace throughout. There was an intensity to his game, of course, but you wouldn't really see him gritting his teeth and showing much emotion. So he always looked very calculated. Mm. So when he did that, when that particular sending off, people were just, well... But that was just a little example of what he was capable of. A teaser trailer, if you will. <laughs> Absolutely, Luke Mock. Well, Coming when, summer 2006. Yeah. <laughs> when, the, it, when he scored uh, two goals against England, didn't he, in 2000, uh, in 2004, 
um, when he did that sick before he took the penalty. <laughs> yeah. That was like a robot just getting rid of some fluid it didn't need. Yeah, yeah. Lionel like, Messi does that. Lionel Messi's done that a few times. I think mm. he, had, he had, ended up having to change his diet because he said that um, he had to speak to a nutritionist, get his diet sorted out because it kept happening to him. Mm. Interesting. I think weird, isn't it? Yeah, I think David Beckham maybe did that at some point as well. A lot, yeah. lot, lot of long distance runners do a lot of vomit. Yeah, and, 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 and I think know. I think actually we're probably belied the fact that we are all obviously not professional athletes. I think I remember. I I don't know if you remember Marcus or anyone really who's, who's played football at an amateur level. Sometimes if I played for an all right team and we had a pre-season, oh. pre-season, I, I, I've been sick at pre-season before yeah, it's, it's because awful. you push yourself so hard. Absolutely awful. So they're probably in a, in a maybe, maybe, imagine if you're prepared for a big game and the temperature's really, really high mm-hmm. and you've working really hard and, and maybe you've got a little bit less of the ball than you thought you were going to have. So you have to work a lot harder and you're in midfield. I don't think it's that surprising that in 70, 75 minutes, you're basically vomiting because you've worked so hard. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, the, 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 the reason I that's how much that, I hate hard work. Yeah, like yeah. The first minute I'd do that. But the reason I, I bring up Pete is because I think some people maybe put that down to nerves with Zidane. Oh, right, okay. At the time. No, I, I don't think that's the case. Well, no, no I, I, and we'll back that up because by Euro 2000, France were well in their groove, of course, and Zidane considered by many of the world's best player. Now, we'd won the Ballon d'Or in 98. He won FIFA Player of the Year in 98, 2000, and would win it for the th- th- a third time in 2003. At Euro 2000, he was class. Yeah. yeah. Absolute class. Um, of course, France won um, the, the, the competition. But his, his, his touch, dribbling, dominating presence, it was a sight to behold. Mm. The way he would just glide with the ball. Yeah, it was like watching almost a different creature. Do you know what I mean? He yes. just didn't have the same style of, of, of motion, yeah. really, as other footballers. Yeah, it was a complete... So graceful. It was a complete joy to watch. He scored a great free kick against Spain in the quarterfinal and a golden goal from the penalty spot against uh, Portugal. I think we talked about that on a recent round, didn't we, Pete, when uh, uh, Xavier handled and a bedlam ensued, but Zidane just stood, mm. waited and waited. A bit like Cristiano Ronaldo against Juventus, actually, in the Champions League, waited and then uh, top-cornered the penalty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was, he was so reliable. Even I mean, Euro 2000, four you've mentioned Pete gets a free kick on the edge of the box France 1-0 down to England when he gets that free kick on the edge of the box and Zidane steps up to take it I remember being in the pub and everyone just going Ugh. yeah yeah <laughs> and then of course he whips it in and then England self-destruct Zidane gets a penalty and again no one thought oh, could, could yeah, David no James way, yeah. get a hand on no this way. <laughs> and again just strokes it in <laughs> no pressure just played the game with the same temperament throughout. And we all agreed that um, for that sort of period of time, around the turn of the century or whatever, um, Zidane was the best player in the world. Oh, easily. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't think... I would go along with that. And, and, you, and he announced his international retirement after Euro 2004. Fortunately changed his mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's 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 relevant for 2006 as well, because three weeks before the end of the domestic season in 2005-06, yeah. he announced his retirement from all football Um as soon as the World Cup's finished. And I, th- I think that's indicative of the way he reacted in the final, which we'll come on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's a real key indicator in why he behaved in the way he did, which was perhaps, despite what we've said earlier, I mean, there's, there's reacting and then there's that. But there's, <laughs> that was part of his game. In, in the year 2000, sorry, Jim, he, he was sent off in back-to-back Champions League finals. Uh, final, uh, sorry, he was sent off in back-to-back Champions League games for Juventus. Mm. Mm. What I was going to say uh, was that France, it's, it's worth remembering, they'd actually struggled to qualify for 2006. And Zidane mm. coming out of retirement, international retirement, was a big factor in them actually getting over the line. And they, they won mm. their group in the end. Yeah. A few others came out as well. Turam, Turam I and I think Makaleli as yeah, well. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, were, they weren't really backed. They weren't really expected to do much at 2006. But no. Zidane's presence was, was that good. Even in the, you know, the 
the, the final stage of his career mm-hmm. that he could affect things so profoundly. It's always really satisfying when a player goes out at the very top. Mm-hmm. At the very top. I mean, he, he's still, he's essentially already announced his retirement. Yeah. Yet he has, it, to my mind, delivered in the semi against Brazil. Quarter. Quarter, sorry. The quarter against Brazil. Uh, the One of the standout individual yeah. performances ever. Well, and we'll come on to that. But you can't get away. Zidane had sendings off throughout his career. And I think people just didn't really notice it that much because they because seemed... those ki- those kind of players don't get sent off a lot. It's exactly, it's usually a cl- plodding centre back. Yeah, it, not a, a, an incredibly skillful, <laughs> smooth midfielder. But what was he sent off for? It was always violent conduct. Well, he, he's, he actually said, if you look at the fourteen red cards I had in my career, fourteen. Yeah. I believe that's one more than Vinnie Jones. I know he played in a different era, but yeah. still, yeah, it's more than Roy Keane, I think. Uh, it's not as many as Sergio Ramos. Uh, <laughs> if you look at the 14 red cards I had in my career, 12 of them were a result of provocation. This isn't justification. This isn't an excuse, but my passion, temper and blood made me react. And that tells a story, doesn't it? And that, that's that explains the, it all. Well, absolutely. And that's the thing with his dad, because he didn't play with, well, with obvious overt raw emotion. It seemed mm. like he calculated every Very one much of them. So, yeah. I mean, there was a head, when he played um, for Juventus against Hamburg at home, head butted an opposition player. Again, I mean, a trailer. Yeah. Like a, that's like a trailer that's got another minute on it. Yeah. If, if you're getting 14 uh, red cards throughout your career, I mean, there will have been ones that are missed. <laughs> well, so, that, so people will have stories. But I think... Well, Dig me in the ribs. But I think, I think for us, as uh, you know, in this country, we would mainly see him playing in the Champions League. Mm. Now, obviously, those red cards I just talked about were in the Champions League, but maybe in group stages. And again, you sort of hear Zidane's got sent off. But then you see him playing, and it just mm. again those types of players, Pete, as you say, tend not to get the uh, the red cards. But as time went on, people began to realise that Dan had a nasty streak, and it was a nasty streak. It wasn't a, a slightly clumsy centre half or a, or a defensive midfielder who you're going to pick up bookings and get mm. the odd red card. As you say, twelve of these fourteen red cards were for for, for reactionary things, and even in that two thousand and six. Um, uh, a film Zidane, a 21st century portrait, which was released. It was a documentary film, sort of, or, or a style of a documentary film. Let's talk Mag- Mogwai. Yes. By Mogwai. That's yeah. right. Real Madrid's home match with Villarreal in, in April 2005. It was such an underwhelming match as well because everyone was everyone knew the cameras were going to be there. Yeah. And I was thinking, just hire the cameras again. I yeah. mean, I know you're, you're essentially doubling your budget, but like, give yourself three or four matches to get. Uh-huh. 90 minutes of I think it's really poignant because he ends up of course the spoilers alert ahead close your ears if you don't want to know this <laughs> he ends up getting sent off in the game yeah. Yeah. which right is, I think end. is quite fitting <laughs> well I think that's it in, that essentially that film little did they know perhaps at the time or maybe they did encapsulated his, his whole career and, and so we go into um, into the tournament itself 2006 and um, yeah. I mean before we do that do you think he had a reputation then going into that tournament, then, do you, or, do you, or are you saying this is this has all happened? This idea of him as a player and as an individual, in retrospect, because of what happened at the end of his career. No, I, I think I think people were aware, especially in Italy, they were definitely aware. Right. Okay. In, in Spain as well, they, they saw him. You know that 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 film shows you Zidane. He, it's, he, he gets caught up in a brawl. I don't think he was even originally involved in it. Mm. <laughs> he has that he has that nasty streak, and I, and I think when he got sent off in the World <laughs> Cup final, a lot of people in this country, I don't know about others, but certainly in this country. You then talk about the 14 red cards and so on. You look back and you go, ah, you know, this does make sense. Well, I mean, he, he missed the game against Togo in that World Cup in the group stages because he was suspended. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Like, he, he had it in him. He certainly did. And we're going to talk about the World Cup 2006 after this. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Football Ramble World Cup specials in association with history. We're looking back at Zinedine Zidane sending off in the final of the 2006 World Cup in Germany. Um, indeed, gentlemen, indeed. Uh, of course, when when France they, in the first round of the 2006 World Cup, they were a bit poor. They sort of coughed and spluttered their way through the group, but they got through. Yeah, and the gyms for them, Zidane was booked in first two games against uh, Switzerland and South Korea, was it? Yes, that's sorry, right. Sorry, missed the Togo game, um, which actually, funny enough, I mean, they beat Togo 2-0 and went mm-hmm. through, but if, had they had not gone through, that would have been the end of Zidane's career. His final yeah. game would yeah. have been a one-all draw against South Korea in the group stage of the World Cup. It's but funny because that hung over France, didn't it? That was as much as the narrative of anything, that every game could be Zidane's last. Yeah. Well, uh, Philippe Auclair writes um, about France's story of the 2006 World Cup, and he says that <clears throat> after the group stage, the senior players in the squad mm-hmm. were so unhappy with how it was going and how they were playing um, that they essentially just took control of the squad mm-hmm. over Raymond Domenech's head and just started doing what they wanted to do themselves. Which is always a good idea to take control away from <laughs> yeah. Raymond Domenech. But you can imagine Zinedine Zidane would be at the forefront of that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's lonely at the top though, Luke. It is. We remember Ramon Domenech's book. He, he stuck around for another four years or so. so. <laughs> he, he was man- manager of France for six years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he managed the World <laughs> Cup final. Managed, yeah. so to yeah. speak. But uh, he's an interesting character. But you're right, Luke. That, that did happen. And it showed because they played Spain in the next round. Still a good Spanish side. Not the Spanish side, of course, but a good Spanish side. France beat them 3-1. Mm. Um, Zidane um, opened his account for the tournament and they were off and it was a different France side from the knockouts he put uh, the cherry on top in that game completely mm. it, you know a bit like we, we talked about Italy in 94 different side <laughs> from the, the knockouts to the to the first round yeah. you, you, well, you they, I mean, they and Zidane grew into the tournament very much so and then in the quarterfinals that's when Zidane really kind of if if he needed to reclaim it reclaimed himself as the best player in the world the way he played against Brazil that day and this was a Brazil side okay Ronaldo was on his way out but he was still a good player Ronaldinho Cafu Kakar among others it was a good Brazil side not the best one we've seen but Zinedine Zidane performance in that game I mean that's when they should have had the cameras on him you know with yeah. the with the with the documentary it was ju- it was gl- it's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. And the Brazilian media said afterwards, you know, this man almost sort of showed the Brazil side the sort of samba <laughs> way. I know you're a big f- fan of this performance, Luke. The, yeah. the touches and the skill and the, he's got he's got the ease in which got, he goes about it. He's got Macaulay and Vieira behind him, which will do you a favour. <laughs> I'll start with that. Yeah. But he absolutely runs the show. If you're if you're looking at um, individual standout individual performances in big games, I mean. This Brazil team had um, Kaká was in there, mm-hmm. Ronaldinho was in there. It was. It's not a game that's short of playmaking footballers. No. And those players are in their pomp at the time as well. Yeah, worth noting. Yeah, um, Zidane just completely run the show. Every touch, every trick, every pass. It just. It was one of those games. I'm sure he'd say himself. It was one of those games where everything just worked. Everything came off. They only won it one nil. Henri scored, but he was by far and away the best player in that game. And it's not even close. I mean, if you look at a, I know YouTube compilations and stuff can be deceiving, and you know you can make any player look good. But it is well worth just if you've got a spare five or ten minutes just to look at it online because it's fascinating to watch. And even the, I mean, you'll you'll tell it's 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 legit because 
obviously we know it's legit because it's a sedan, but the commentators, mm. listen to the commentators. It's the original commentary online as well. And you can hear them just going, he's having a lovely old time here. He's, mm. he's just, he's just, it's a walk in the park He's for him. doing yeah. whatever he wants at the pace and intensity as you, how he wants to you, do you, it. His, his sort of body would float at the same kind of um, yeah. height, but his yeah. legs would be very busy. Have you ever seen mm. him play that? Um, it's not really futsal. I think it's just like a five side <laughs> pickup match, and he just turns up. Mm. And he's I have just, seen that, yeah. And he just dreamily floats past yeah. people. Yeah. It's not even, you know, when you see these kind of like. Um, not quite the same standard as a World Cup quarterfinal. No, no, right? no. But, but, but watching, <laughs> watching the way a man like that can just astound people. It's re- like, I, I don't even want you to, I, don't, I, I want you to take me on because I want to see what you can do. But the, reason, the reason I think it's, uh, one of the other reasons it's so impressive this game is because it's not like he's a, he's a really quick, tricky winger. So mm. all they're doing is getting the ball out to him and he's just hitting the byline or mm. he's taking players on and it looks great. Everything he's doing, which makes him so good, yeah, is a part part of the fact that he's strong and he's got good vision and good technique but it's all in his mind mm. there's there's not the, the, the reality of the, the 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 quality of that performance is just because he is a step or two ahead in the brain of every other player on the mm. pitch and it just so happens every other player on the pitch there's a good handful of world greats on that pitch yeah. at the same yeah. time which makes it incredible it wouldn't be incredible if he was doing it for France in a qualifier against you know what you know Malta mm-hmm, because yeah. you'd expect it yeah and he'd run the show and, and, and he'd probably and, come and, off after an hour and, and that'd be that and and def- defenders legs are much easier to uh, anticipate uh, in 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 those kind of matches mm. so the, yeah because they're not as good the same quality not as good or quick absolutely he actually he set up Thierry Henry's winner didn't he yeah. and I believe that that time. was the only time those two combined for a goal for France which mm. when you look at the caps and goals those two players have he's, he's amazing really well that's why I said you know at the start and you're right to say that the stats can sometimes be a little bit mm. misleading. Um, but in the semi-final, the France beat Portugal one 0 Zidane slotting away the penalty. You could, you could just, you could back everything on him when he yeah. stepped up to take a penalty, do something like that. You could, you could, uh, you could, you could very much um, put your house on him. Uh, France played Italy in the final, of course. Huge footballing rivalry between these two that I think we're slightly unaware of in this country. It's massive footballing rivalry. Uh, little stat for you here: the first final since 1978 that didn't feature Germany or Brazil. <laughs> wow. wow. How about that? Um, of course, it would be Italy's first penalty shootout win at a World Cup, having lost their previous three. Good way to get your monkey, the monkey off your back in a, in a World Cup final. Um, but of course, before that penalty shootout happened, seven minutes into the final, and, and this bill, this game was, despite, I mean, Italy had a brilliant team as well, you know, mm. Pirlo and, and, and so on. And, and so, so Zidane wins the Golden Ball in this tournament, but Pirlo yeah. wins the most man of the match awards. Yeah. So they had a lot of good players. Obviously, they won the, yes. won the damn thing, so it makes sense. But going into the final, because of Zidane's performances, I think people were, the neutral was probably supporting France, I think. Almost supporting Zidane, though. Yes. It was that big, wasn't it? It's, it's very interesting that a, a, a player that, didn't end up winning the World Cup, yeah. dominates it so much. Much as with you know with, with Baggio in '94, I suppose for different reasons. Well. Yeah. But yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Seven minutes into the final, France get a penalty. Zidane dinks it down the middle. Penenka yeah. in I a mean, World Cup final <laughs> against Buffon. But yeah. I've never seen him do that before. That's the thing. When Zidane <laughs> took a penalty, he'd, he'd usually whip it to the goalkeeper's right, often top corner, but right in the corner. Never seen him take a penalty like that. Never seen him be <laughs> sort of overtly flash. Mm. Waits for the World Cup final, as you say, against Gigi Buffon and scores. It doesn't even touch the back of the net. It, it kisses the bar and, and goes about a foot <laughs> over the line. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous. Yeah. How yeah. dare you, the, the confidence. And yeah. when he does it, he just sort of trots away. Yeah, well. Yeah. That, it was a man really, really enjoying the spotlight, wasn't it? Really enjoying his headline moment. Yes. Absolutely right. Italy, of course, uh, equalised uh, fairly soon after, and it would be decided on penalties. But... Who, uh, who was it that equalised? 
Big Matarazzi. <laughs> Matrix. The two players that uh, that really dominated the headlines uh, for for two reasons in that final. I um I uh, was at a wedding for this match, and uh, the only person who was allowed to watch the match or the first half uh, of the match uh, was my friend Al, who's about as Hartley Pudlin as it gets. But because he's um, from Italy originally, he was allowed to watch it because that he had right? an interest. Second half, though, I, I broke ranks. I'm, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'm not having this. this and you were nonsense. the best man as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, of course, the penalty shootout uh, came. One of the most talked about moments in the history of the World Cup. Zidane, and Zidane had nearly scored before that. He had a header, Buffon tipped it over the bar. And the way the game was going, well into extra time now, France were looking the more likely. And and I and again, I, I personally, I was watching it going, go on, go on, Zidane, just grab this by the scruff of the neck and win it. And about 12 minutes to go, we, you know, we've seen it thousands of times, him and Matarazzi, the two scorers, get in a, a heated discussion. Mm. And Zidane At sticks trot. the head. At yeah. trot. <laughs> and Zidane thinks, I'm going to stick the head on him. A strange headbutt going for the chest. Well, but the uh, technique is is phenomenal. <laughs> if, if he puts that technique into someone's face, though, that's a broken nose, yeah. blood everywhere. Yeah, true. It's and Matarazzi less... is quite a bit taller. But, but the, <laughs> the exchange is quite interesting because initially Zidane appears to just walk off. Yeah. And then, it, and then Matarazzi goes back in again for another round and he's later admitted, he said, oh, I prefer the hall that is your sister. Mm. Because there was talk about terrorist stuff. That's and right. That, yeah. the, the atmosphere being quite free around right. that time. But, it, but he's, he admitted that he said, I prefer the, the, the hall that is your sister, which of course isn't very nice. But you, you have to... Do you know what? I was put in mind of the Jamie Carragher incident where he, he gets caught spitting mm. in, the, in his car. And the thing that's so confusing about that and, and this incident, I think, is just that... He must have heard that all the time. Mm. Like, I understand he's a tempestuous player. I understand he picked up a lot of red cards. I understand the majority of those were for being uh, reactive to, to, to insults and taunting and stuff. But you think in that situation, you would have just gone, oh, yeah, whatever. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. We'll never know. But I wouldn't be surprised if Matarazzi... That's his MO. He does that all the yeah. time with strikers but, and, and attacking players. And he probably has done it more than that in that game see, already. Seeing, seeing a man uh, that's so celebrated going from not to 60 like that. Mm. And I'm a man who can get a little bit hot on the colour incredibly quickly. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, And I'm not comparing myself to Zidane, maybe yeah. just only in that point. But you see a man kind of like just go from just trotting away, yeah, trot, exactly. trot, trot, and then... Mm. Oh, but but that's it though. That's Zidane did say, I, I, I tried not to listen to him, but he repeated it several times. Sometimes words are harder than blows. When he said it for the third time, I reacted. And I wonder whether the decision to announce his retirement and him knowing this was his final act in football somehow contributed to that decision because the stakes, by definition, have I, never... I, I, I don't think any man who does that kind of thing mm. really thinks through what's going to happen. Well, I just, I mean, I just, with that many red cards under his belt, I don't think... Yeah, but, it, but the pressure and the and the expectation... Mm. Right? So put yourself in this position, right, if you can. I've done. I've taken my penalty. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't no, need to. No, three three weeks out from the tournament, he announces that the World Cup's going to be his final, his final hurrah. He starts the tournament badly. He gets suspended. He thinks... There's a chance I'm going to go out of the whimper here. It doesn't happen. He then puts in one of the best performances of his career in the quarterfinal and scores the winner in the semi. All of a sudden, the stakes have never been higher. Mm. He's going to go out as a World Cup winner in his final game as a footballer. These sta- the pressure has never been higher. So he's probably on an absolute knife edge as the, to- as the clock is ticking. Yeah. And he thinks, we could lose this on penalties. This could be ha- more heartbreaking than I could ever really imagine. I'm just trying to put myself in this position and go, maybe that contributed to why he reacted mm. so that, spectacularly. I mean, also, in, in a moment like that, you've got this guy needling you. You've got this guy who's basically ruining it for you, who's winding you up and he's drawing your focus away mm. from what should be your moment. I, 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 think, I, I actually think you're overanalyzing it because I, 
I just think he had that nasty streak. And that was that. I think that's it. I think that when someone pressed his buttons, he just forgot about everything else. Mm. Sod this, I'm taking this into my own hands. And it's the calculated coolness of it that makes it all the more shocking. It's not like Matarazzi grabbed his shirt and they had a little bit of a tussle and he went, all right, bang, and stuck the head on him. He wasn't an emotional guy. As you say, he was just trotting off and he looks at it, he weighs it up, he forgets all the stuff around and him. And it's the red mist. And he mm. just goes... Yeah, I'm having this. And, yeah. and, 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 and I think nobody probably... gives Matt Arassi the credit. Like he's, <laughs> he's got exactly what he wanted from a tempestuous player. Yeah. He knew if he could push the buttons. He might, mean... might have won his team the World Cup. <laughs> but the big question... <laughs> the, the, by oh, sorry, calling on, his sister a hawk. <laughs> yeah. That's how that World Cup was won, but, by calling his sister But the big a, a, a question is, should he have been sent off? Well, this is what I was going to say. The 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 curious. Yes. If you watch carefully, conspiracy theories. Well, it's not a conspiracy. I'll tell you. What <laughs> All I right, think, let's go for I it. I think then. everyone knows. Yeah. But if you watch it back initially, mm. the great thing about it, or one of the interesting things about it, is no one saw it. Nobody. Right. Mm. No one sees it. No one reacts. No one does anything apart right. from Gianluigi Buffon, who goes absolutely right. mad. Yeah. And he goes so mad mm-hmm. that the referee thinks. What's happened here? And Buffon yeah. goes over to the, uh, the, the I don't know if it's the fourth official or the referee's assistant, and he starts looking at him, pointing at his eye, going, you saw that, someone has seen what's happened. And then, of course, the video replay happened, and all the commentators around the world are going, oh my goodness, that's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, how many millions or billions of people watch a World Cup final? Suddenly, everybody, apart from maybe the spectators in the stadium, the, the people who are, who are in no. the stadium, yeah, exactly, have seen this incident. So, and and... I also uh, did a bit of research around um, the, how the decision was come to. Now, of course, in 2006, there's absolutely no protocol in place for video assistant referees nope. or replays or anything. It doesn't exist. Officially, that is not non-existent in football. Willie Sanyol, who played, who played right back in the final, said something very, very curious where he said, um, it's, it's Sylvain Wiltord's fault that, because if Sylvain Wiltord yeah, that's right. hadn't kicked the ball out... Yep. There was, there was no way, there's no framework mm. for the referee to be able to make a decision. Yeah, he, it would have, it would have been, it would have been, he would have probably been banned in retrospect, which of course he was yeah. anyway. But there's no, there's no protocol. If, if, if the it team, might have been a yellow, like if, if if the referee hadn't seen what happened, yeah. he probably went, well, something's going on. I'll give Zidane a yellow just because that's what. I think he might know, have just. Yeah. I think, I think if the if the French players had been a little bit more cheeky and gone, well, it's just a coming together, you know, we don't yeah. what happened. Nothing would have happened, but the referee then sees a video. It's essentially the first ever VAR decision. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Mm. And, and that, and that, and well, that Dominesh said that the fine margins are so interesting. But the the the, the decision Wiltor makes to put the ball out means that Zidane this moment exists mm. yeah. in terms of how it was dealt with. Absolutely. Focus comes towards it. Do you remember the moment watching it? Because it was I do. I, I remember shocking. seeing it, but it was off the ball, so it was one of those moments where you go, ah, "What? Did, yeah. did Zidane just? But when oh you my saw god! The replay, and then you saw the replay. Long but it dawns on you, doesn't yes. it? He's got to go. Yeah. It dawns on you. This That's is right. this is how it ends for him. Completely. This is shocking. Yeah. I, I, I remember just being heartbroken. But you were waiting. Gutted. You were waiting to think, has anyone seen that? It's mm. almost like you're at school and your mate's done something a yeah. bit naughty and you think, did the teacher say, is my mate going to get in trouble or something like that? And, and you're right. And Dominesh said that, Luke. Dominesh said <laughs> afterwards that none of the officials saw it, but Dominesh reckons he saw the fourth official watch a video replay and got the message to the referee. So that's what... Dominesh is a lot of things. He does say yeah. a lot of things, I mean, but it's a, it's a big claim. It's a big claim. Zidane, Zidane reacts to the red card by calm, quite calmly. Again, calmly. Trying to explain to the referee what had happened before just walking off. And then, of course, we get delivered oh. the greatest football photo of all yeah. time of Zidane walking down the tunnel with the World Cup next to him. Zidane 10 on the back. Yeah. yeah. And, and if walking past that trophy. And you <laughs> knew, even though France were looking slightly more than likely... You just knew that it was Italy's trophy, yeah. really. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're it would have been odd. If, it would have been odd if France had still won the World Cup. Then yeah. it would have been. Well, Zidane, Zidane actually um, 
because I guess we're sort of coming to the end of this. Would now, he have come out and lifted the trolley? Would he no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have been able to. He wouldn't have been allowed to. But I think he would. But he did. He did say that he'd have gone with gone for a drink with Roy Keane after. He later said that. The sending off, this is a quote from him. The sending off was a very good thing. It's good that Buffon signalled what I'd done to the referee because it was not pretty. I don't know how I could have lived with it had France had become world champions and I stayed on the pitch. Wow. Mm. And given that, and I believe him because he'd already won the World Cup. Mm. So it's not like he would have, he's just saying that to try and save face. He's already won it. So it, I think he's, he's so contrite in retrospect mm. that he realises that it wouldn't have been right him to stay on the pitch because mm-hmm. he wants and, and Star another per- Penenka in the yeah. shootout <laughs> exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. it sounds like a man who, who wants to pay for his crimes but also am I right in saying that he was essentially really supported by the French public after yeah. the act yeah he was and, yeah and they saw it as this like great iconoclastic event and that he, they, they said they didn't expect I don't, I don't think France expected to do that that well as no. you guys said earlier and I think because and he was such a legend they've players before as well haven't they isn't it great how these great countries um, more recently <laughs> get the luxury of not blaming their players I mean, Badger wasn't blamed <laughs> yeah. Zidane's not blamed because they, they, they do so well anyway I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I don't know. But they did blame David Ginola, though, didn't they? they, they did. Did. Yeah. Maybe, they, maybe they learned from that. But there was a, I forget who it's from, but there was a, a quote that said, it's good for us to realise that a hero is fallible. Yeah. Such yeah. a French way of yeah. looking at it. It is, yeah. Argentinians wouldn't agree with that. Though, <laughs> but, but, and, and I wanted to end by asking you guys a question, a similar question to what I asked you with, or the point I made in, 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 in the Ronaldo episode of his, of his seizure before the World Cup final. I said it's a testament to how good a career he had and how good a player he was that that event has not defined him. Would you guys, uh, would you guys th- uh, sort of argue that this event, despite everything he achieved, this event maybe has defined Zidane? No, I, I, again, I don't think it has defined him. I think that tournament defines him. You cannot, you cannot separate the red cards from that player. It was mm. a part of his game. It was within him on the football pitch to be sent off. Twelve red cards. For, Fourteen. For, for, oh. for, sorry, twelve for, in particular for essentially violent mm. conduct for reacting. That's a part of who he was yeah. on the pitch. There's no two ways about it. Mm. Zidane's who he was on the pitch was that player in the quarterfinal who took on all the Brazilians yeah. and was magnificent. The player who scored the winning goal from the penalty spot against Portugal, the only uh, piece of quality in that whole game, mm. he was the difference. The volley in the Champions League final. Well, the volley in the Champions League, but just restricting it to the 2006 World Cup, the, the, the Penenka penalty in the final... And then the sending off. That's exactly who he was as a player. Encapsulated. Absolutely right. Yeah. The last thing that man did on the football pitch as a professional football player was that headbutt. Still banned. Someone. Still banned. Yeah. <laughs> if he becomes a manager, will he have a three-match touchline back? Do you know what he should France? do? He should say, I'm player manager next season. Do two of the games. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, I'm not anymore. Still got the one match back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there we are. Enjoyable gentlemen talking about mm. Zinedine Zidane. Thank what a you. moment. Absolutely. Thank you very much, uh, everybody, to listening for listening to uh, our Football Ramble World Cup specials in association <laughs> with History. These five World Cup specials are brought to you by History, who, in celebration of the the World Cup are broadcasting 24-7 football documentaries for two weeks, starting on Monday, 28th of May. You can watch history on Sky Virgin, BT or Talk Talk. And of course, if you are interested in shocking incidents in the World Cup, Seven Goals That Shocked the World is available on History to Watch on Thursday, 31st of May from 9pm. Go on, Zizou.